Hi, everyone. We want to hear from you. This podcast is all about us right now, but we want to bring you, the listener, into it more. Uh, so we'd love to hear from you any friendship-related stories that you have. It can be a really great meet-cute, a moment that a friend really stuck their neck out for you that you'll never forget, a crazy story of a night out, anything like that. We want to bring that into the podcast. You can write to us, thenoshpodcast at gmail.com. You can send us a DM at the Nosh Podcast on Instagram or Twitter, whatever works for you. Uh, we'd love to hear from you and we'll read it on an upcoming episode. You can always count on me and I can count on you. Good times, bad times in between. But friends will see me through. Say hello to your friends. The Nosh Podcast. Say hello to the people who care. Nothing's better than friends. The Nosh Podcast. Because you know that your friends are always there. Welcome back to the Nosh Podcast presents Let's Be Friends. I'm Sarah. I'm Natasha. And I'm Chelsea. And this is a podcast about friendship where we indulge our indulge obsession. our very specific obsession with friendship. It was way better when we weren't recording. Where we record a brainstorming session of what our logline should be for you all to hear. Welcome and back, everyone. This is our lives and you're invited. Can you hear Barry just chomping on that toy? No. Barry is not Natasha's uncle. It's her dog. <laughs> I actually did hear like, wah, 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 wah. I thought was it someone was like having sex. Annoying or? I thought it was just sex, but it was Barry. Okay. <laughs> cool. Well, you know, this is a really fun episode because we, we watched a movie and it's always nice to to watch a movie. We actually watched it together. We wore masks and everyone came to my apartment and it was the it was first, time first time that anyone was in my apartment in a, in a long time. So it was really fun. Um, and we watched one of my favorite movies that honestly, you know, I'm usually the one in this group that has never seen a movie or never heard a song or never heard of a very famous actor. Case in point, um, what song were we were we singing right before we started recording this, Natasha? Get low, oh, get low, oh, get oh. low, from the window to the wall. Can I actually run down my where balls back? So my point is, we watched a movie that is one of my favorite movies that I've seen over and over and over again. That neither Chelsea nor Natasha had seen in full. Natasha had seen a couple scenes which made her believe that she had, in fact, seen the full movie, but we uh, pretty soon realized she hadn't when we started watching. And Chelsea had never seen it. And, you know, I thought that was a real shame because I felt that this movie spoke to Chelsea's soul in a way that if she hadn't seen it during her lifetime, I think she would have been really sad when she died. Is that too <laughs> more? I mean... Honestly, Sarah, that is spot on. <laughs> I was so happy that you made us watch this movie. Did we I say what movie? The entire time. So, oh, I don't know. If I you forget. Did. Let's just keep not talking. <laughs> Let's keep not. Let's see if people can guess. Yeah, try to guess. It's about two best friends. They live in LA, just like us, but they used to live in Tucson, Arizona. 
And it's been 10 years since they graduated from high school. They've been invited to their high school reunion. And they want to go. <laughs> Unlike me. Did anyone here go to their 10-year high school reunion, by the way? No. I haven't had mine yet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Chelsea's too young. <laughs> Uh, I have two high schools and I don't want to choose which one is like my real high school. So, wow. What is a story there? <laughs> yeah, I graduated. I, I, yeah, I moved in the for another time, Chelsea, for another time. So anyway, the year was 1998. Oh no, I just gave it away. <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking about the movie. Oh, I was talking about my life, but I guess it was kind of contemporaneous. We're talking about... Romy, Romy and Michelle's high school reunion. I love this movie so much. I was laughing the whole time. What was your favorite part, Natasha? Um, my favorite parts were probably the parts I thought I had seen already, but <laughs> I actually saw them fully in the context of the movie and they really meant a lot more to me. Um, specifically the dancing moments mm. that was really nice and I loved like their I just love their their outfits the whole vibe it was a really good vibe their outfits are incredible Lisa Kudrow she was Romy right Michelle, Michelle. <laughs> I mean who cares right um <laughs> I loved, like, she had a kind of jewelry that I was obsessed with that you don't really see necessarily as much. Like, just, like, cherry earrings. Oh, yeah. I loved that. And it would be, like, cherry earrings with a cherry necklace that was all mm -hmm. cherries. And then she'd wear, like, all red. I just, I loved that look. Yeah, well, my they, favorite thing... Oh, sorry. Go. I was just going to say they very much, like, color-coded their outfits. Yeah. We got to do that. I do. I wear black pretty much every day. When are we going to learn that and just wear black also? I don't know. You have to wear uh, earrings that match your outfit, like soil. <laughs> dirt <laughs> earrings. Soil earrings. Oh, I'm going to get you dirt earrings for your birthday. Thanks. I think I'll, I'll try to make you some. I feel like it would work. Get some dirt. Shellac it. Yeah. <laughs> Slap it onto a piece of cardboard <laughs> with some glue. Put a hook on it. it. Cut it into earrings. a fun shape that resembles dirt and you have dirt earrings. Question, <laughs> what shape is dirt? Like a cloud kind of. Yeah. It's like a clump. It's actually clump. amorphous. That's why dirt is so cool. It can take any shape. <laughs> We're definitely going to make you dirt earrings for your birthday. <laughs> I'm really Wait, looking can we, give, can we both give those to Sarah or is Maybe that your each gift? One of you can give me one. Maybe yeah, I'll we get you worm, like I'll make you a worm necklace. Oh, I mean, yeah. I have to be honest with you guys. I don't know if you've noticed this, but I never wear don't jewelry. Have, do you have pierced ears? <laughs> I do, yeah. Okay, good. We'll, Actually, we'll guess how many piercings I have. Do you have oh. one of those top ones? Guess. I Four. Mean, Chelsea's guessing right now. A five. I'm going to say five. I think you're going to have, you have one, two, a, a top one, and then one, two on the other side. I was six. <laughs> What? Six. Sarah, you've so I many more three piercings. cartilage piercings. Whoa. One on that on that side, one piercing on my lobe, and then on the other side, two piercings on my lobe. Oh my god. Honestly, I I, I want more piercings on my ears. We gotta take you to Claire's gifts. 
cartilage piercings are painful. I don't want that. Warn you. I want more lobe. Mm. But how many lobe. lobe piercings can a person have? There's only so much lobe space. I think at least two on each. Yeah, that's I got true. two on each. I have you, one on each. You have two on each, Chelsea? I do, but I think the other one closed. Oh, and I used to have a piercing in a fifth place. Nipple? Yes. Nope. I wish. That nose. Be- Septum? Nose, yeah. I had a nose piercing. Cool. Oh, that makes sense. You should have <laughs> one. It kept falling out and I'd have to get it oh. done. And when you get it redone, it's even worse than the first time. I got, so should I get an eyebrow piercing? No. no. Oh, wow. So quick to shoot that idea down. It's not in anymore, Sarah. It's not. I mean, no. well, it'll probably come back then. I never liked those very much. It okay. seems like they if you're hurt. asking my advice, you know, when people ask for advice, they usually want to just hear their own opinion confirmed. <laughs> but that's not the kind of friend that I am. Wow. Sounds like you're bringing up something specific that happened. Special kind of friend. You did not have to say that, and yet you did. Uh, Welcome to our podcast, a podcast where you think it's relatable, but it's really about our own lives. Welcome to our podcast, where we talk about things that happened five minutes before we started recording, but obtusely and not specifically. Welcome to our podcast, uh, the podcast where you think it's going to be a podcast, but it's really just three girls talking. <laughs> talking. What's the difference oh, between nothing. a podcast and three people talking? I don't know, but this has distinct three people talking vibes to me, which yeah. honestly I'm into. And I feel like our listeners are going to be into it also. Yeah. It's very like Joycean. What does that mean? <laughs> like James Joyce, the Irish novelist, how he uh-huh. just kind of like says a bunch of words and there's not a lot of punctuation and you're just like, what is this about? Or like a Charlie Kaufman film. So what about Romy and Michelle's high school reunion? I loved uh, Romy's voice. Oh, yeah. So, we- so so much uh so, so much so michelle like it was like i loved it so much because it wasn't like she was being like a valley girl or something like this is not a way a person has ever talked in a movie <laughs> like she was i invented post-its post-its i invented post-its that's like a and british leader <laughs> Elizabeth Holmes stole her accent and just made it like 10 octaves lower. I invented Theranos. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you think she watched that movie and stole that accent? 100%. Wow. Well, if you think about it, it's actually very akin to Elizabeth Holmes' life. She wants to impress people, so she lies about being really successful. And inventing something. Oh, my legit. God. Can we just talk about how many people in this movie invented stuff? There yeah, was they commented on that. They invented post-its. They invented glue. They invented the quick burning wait, not cigarette. Glue. Glue was in the dream. Quick burning cigarettes. Rubber. Tennis shoe rubber. <laughs> how many inventors do you actually know? I know zero inventors. I mean, I feel like when I was a kid, I thought that I would be an inventor. And now I'm wondering, is it because of this movie? <laughs> What did you think you would invent? It's already been invented. You don't know what you're going to invent before you invent it. She would have invented it already. Do inventors know they're going to be inventors? Did Alexander Graham Bell, when he was a kid, was he like, I'm going to make something big. 
And no, soon, I, sorry, I it's going to turn into a tiny computer that's going to take over our lives and ultimately ruin humanity <laughs> and the world. I think, I think you become an inventor when once you invent something. I think it's it's required. The invention is required for the title. Yeah, yes. it's like a writer writes. Right. Right. Maybe it was a. I I feel like there was a time in the past where inventing was all the rage where everyone was like that's it like that's how you make that's that's the American dream you invent something and then you become rich I feel like that was like a very late 1800s like industrial revolution kind of a thing yeah and and right when this movie was coming out it was kind of the end of that period where (laughs) the industrial revolution it's it (laughs) the industrial revolution started in the mid 1800s and it ended in the late 1990s yeah with like y2k that was really the end of the industrial invention everyone was like oh inventions are bad now well then shark tank came around and I feel like they kind of monopolized inventing so Um, where do you think Romy learned how to talk like that like (laughs) do you think that she like talked like that as like a joke with her friends when she was a kid or something the character or the 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 act sorry Sorvino like also like I feel like that couldn't have been written in the script right like she created that you can't you can't write that. You can't be like, I just feel like this weird ass specific voice. But do you think she like came up with it on set and they were like, oh my God, you have to do that voice. But then like, how would she? I think it's a voice she was doing for a long time. She's been practicing the voice. And it was just like a joke thing that she did with her friends and then she used it. Because we're a hundred percent sure that that's not the way that she normally talks. Yeah. (laughs) Because look who's here. Please welcome Mira Sorvino. <laughs> She's um, hi. It's me. I'm Mira Sorvino, and I invented post-its. No, I'm not yeah, doing it. You sound exactly like. <laughs> wait, I didn't realize that was your accent, guys. Today I heard Tony Collette, Collette, Collette on Mark Marin, and she has an extremely thick Australian accent because she's Australian. Crazy. Yeah, I knew that. I think I was the last person to learn that. No, Sarah, you were, I guess. I don't know who that is. <laughs> Case in point. It's all she is looking at me culture. like... No, no, no. I was sad and you. concerned. No, no, no. Yeah, I wasn't right. looking at you. I was looking up where the voice came from because I knew that there would be an answer. And I have an answer now. Do you guys oh, want tell me us. to read you? <gasps> yeah. Yes! So this is from a Vulture article that actually came out in July of this year. So we wouldn't have known the answer to this had we not been in a pandemic, decided to record this podcast. Hashtag Um, blessed. It's called Mira Sorvino answers every question we have about Romy and Michelle's high school reunion. What? Did she invite post-its? And the question is, where did the voice come from? Romy's voice is somewhat based on my sister. When my sister was younger, she's two and a half years younger than me, she had this best friend named Murph. We grew up in New Jersey, but somehow they both sort of spoke in this breaks into Romy's voice and laughs insanely. Can't say that. They didn't have... talked like this when we were going to the Jersey Shore. (laughs) (laughs) They didn't have the chuckle so much, but it was that weird sort of pseudo Valley Girl twin speak that they had. 
And I just made it a little bit lower because I felt that Romy is the guy in the relationship. She's the John Wayne in her head. So it made sense to have a more masculine tenor to her. And I wanted her physicality to feel like a football player in drag. Like when you see her marching to places in her high heels, it shouldn't ever look graceful. The only time she gets to be a tiny bit graceful is during the dance. And even then, I'd taken a ton of ballet in my youth, but I wanted to make it look less accomplished and more in the spirit of a gymnast dismounting versus the slow elegance of a trained dancer. Sort of just proud of herself. Wow. That is oh my God. a detailed analysis of her character. Yeah. Amazing. So, That's why that. I could never be an actor. <laughs> um, um, what did you guys like about their friendship or what were your thoughts yeah, about their well friendship? I thought like something that you said um initially when we were watching the movie you said they look they're portrayed as like best friends who act like new friends and I thought that was really interesting and I started to pay attention to like the ways that they showed us that they're friends like in the movie like what are the ways that they kind of set us up to know that they were best friends um, and I also want to talk about those sort of like new friend elements, which I thought were funny and were in the whole movie. Like they continued in the whole movie as like a well, pattern. One thing that was cute that I I noticed right away, which I couldn't tell, did they live together? Yeah. Yeah. So they had twin beds. <laughs> like, like next, next to, each, to each, other. each other. Which was adorable. And they like, so it started off with them sort of like making fun of pretty women together. Um, and then... But then I thought also right away that they introduced a bit of like a rift, which of Michelle being like, oh, I actually like kind of genuinely like this and Romy kind of judging her for that. Um, and and that really made me just think of how, you know, so many friendships are based on kind of common opinions and having the same view on everything and how uncomfortable it feels to stray from that in a friendship yeah. and how jarring it can be when you hear that someone else has a different opinion you're like mm -hmm. what <laughs> and also like you know with Romy sort of having in some ways like a stronger more domineering personality um I feel like there was there were a number of places in the movie where Michelle sort of just got quiet around her and sort of like let Romy you know have her way um and then obviously it, it sort of blew up I felt like that was very realistic. <laughs> Are you like, speaking to any dynamics you're familiar with, Sarah? <laughs> yeah, I am speaking to dynamics. Like, I feel like when you, you know, you kind of get into a routine of like the dynamics of the relationship, but if you're not able to be like completely authentic in it, it sort of like rubs you and rubs you and rubs you. And then you have like a moment where you're like, I can't take this anymore and then yep. the honesty like comes out and that's like when friends have fights I think when friends attack are we Romy's or are we Michelle's uh, I think I'm a Romy I kind of think I'm more of a Romy too I sort of relate like, my tits are amazing <laughs> we were all Romy's yeah I mean I sort of relate to both of them I guess I felt like also another element of the dynamic that I really sorry I'm really jumping around but um a dynamic of their friendship that I really thought was interesting was um, Romy was so judgmental. Like she was so judgmental of herself and of, you know, their lifestyle. And she really wanted, you know, the whole movie is based on the premise that they like want to impress their 
high school friends and um, sort of based in the idea that Romy like didn't have a great time in high school and really like wanted to be popular and really kind of categorized the different groups and it meant a lot to her of like who was in that each group and the sort of social hierarchies really mattered to her, which I really like related to because all I ever wanted when I was in middle school was to be popular. And um, Michelle sort of just, you know, was like having a good time and just like enjoyed their friendship and didn't necessarily have those judgments. And I feel like that was like kind of a big, um, you know, in some ways like really complimented each other, um, but also as a source of conflict as well mm. I feel like I relate to both of that both of those elements I've been each in different parts of my yeah, life Romy's kind of like the friend leader and Michelle's like the follower which I feel like that dynamic happens a lot like as kids mm-hmm. to kind of like boss your friend I was definitely I, I, it's weird though you can be I I've been the bossy friend and I've been the Michelle at mm-hmm. the same time me too or not at yeah. the same time. Sorry, in different dynamics. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't be both. <laughs> you're either Romy or you're Michelle. Um, <laughs> and then the part that I think was like new friends, or I don't know, Natasha, do you want to speak to this? Because I just was talking a lot. Oh, no, it's it's okay. Go for it. Um, that oh, There's like just one thing, like pattern that repeated the whole time, which is that one of them would say something and then the other one would be like, oh my God, me too. Or, <laughs> like they were- or the thing of like, I love it when it's hamburger day. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Like the way that Lisa Kudrow would make just like, uh-huh, like land was so... Yeah. So good. But I feel like that displayed a little bit more of like old friends where she's like, I understand Romy. Like she says the same things over and over again, you know, whereas like, I feel like each time they were like, oh my God, I also like that. Or like, right. It was kind of like that more new friend. Like I hate throwing up in public. Oh my God, me too. Like something (laughs) so basic that like, of course everyone hates throwing up in public, but it like really bonded them to know that they like had that in common. But it's also funny because you would think after being friends for 14 years, at least, um, Mm. they would know these things about each other. (laughs) Yeah, I I thought it was, I, I, I was thinking about how we decided to watch this movie because it feels like an iconic friendship movie. But their friendship seemed very flawed as we're talking about it. And it seemed very rooted in the past. And I don't, I'm just thinking about this out loud, but when, was there a moment when it came present? Like, they seem to just be bonded together. You have those friends that you're bonded together because you were friends in childhood. And it seemed like for them, their friendship just somehow continued because they had no one else. And they moved you know, to LA together. They moved in together. Their whole lives are entwined. Um, but it does feel like everything, at least I guess the, the moment of the movie is them reflecting on their past. So who knows what they thought about or talked about 
before that, but they seemed really immature or just very naive in, in the way that they related to each other like new friends. But in reality, I don't know how long that kind of friendship lasts. Those friendships don't usually go for that long. Mm-hmm. Well, I think they did have, I mean, I sort of noticed that as well, but, but then I kind of was like, well, they are like, you know, it's a movie about reflecting on high school and they have to show us that for the movie as well. But I think, you know, they went to clubs together and they like made clothes together. So I feel like they had those things in common, like the fashion and the dancing and the sort of going out. And, but yeah, I think you're right in the sense of, you know, so I think so much of their friendship is about their friendship. Mm -hmm. The way that they took picture school picture together i mean again this is back in high school but taking the yeah, school picture the together same school picture dressing like each other or at least dressing kind of complementary to each other you can tell that they sort of go together just by looking at them um, but that part was amazing when they were like and we had the same school picture and then danny wanted to be in it right and they were like fuck you danny and then it was like didn't and then Wait, then it was like, Danny, just come over if you want to hang out with us so bad. And then he did. And then they're like, did Danny die? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Aww. Yeah. It sort of shows how kind of like, I don't know, flippant and just not like grounded in reality. Like they just like totally live in their own world, which I think is what's in some ways appealing about them. And the fact that they were literally like, well, come over then. And then he actually did. It's so sad. I I also think it's interesting to compare like their friendship to the other friendships in the movie because that's essentially what the movie's doing it's showing this A group and how they're still friends but also they like fractured um, at some point and you could say that I mean Janine Garofalo and Alan Cumming, they were friends. They Is that out. Sandy? Yeah. Yeah, Cowboy. I was really intrigued by the friendship of um, Heather, Mooney, Janine Garofalo, um, Sandy, and Toby. Wait, who is Toby? Toby is the woman who was like, guys, come on! <laughs> she <laughs> it's was the reunion! <laughs> Yeah, Toby was a weirdo. She didn't really have any friends. I, but in some ways, I kind of grouped those three together that they were sort of like the losers. Maybe they didn't really like bond necessarily the way that friends normally do. But I think they're, I think it also kind of speaks to their place in sort of the social hierarchy of the school kind of bonds them together. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of, and like, I think there's also a funny thing where it's like Romy and Michelle sort of are also in, like, they're kind of loners. That's like what they were portrayed at, as, which is also actually how I was in high school. You're um, a loner? I was a loner. I only hung out with my one friend, Alianka. And no Natasha, way. No way. I wouldn't have known that. Are you being sarcastic? Yeah, it's kind how of, I'm sorry. sarcastic are you being? Um, <laughs> But again, I wonder, was I like that because of this movie? It, did this movie create my whole life is what I'm wondering. <laughs> Do you think that this movie like really influenced you a lot? When I did you see have. it? 
I mean, I've oh. seen it a hundred times. What? <laughs> I thought like super. Like like one of them. I've seen it like a hundred times. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've seen it so um, many times. I mean, when I did stay... you first see it? How old were you? What grade I were you mean, in? I must have been like a child. I don't know. Like six, seven? Well, it came out in 1998 or it, did it? Google Patrol? Do we have... <laughs> So I was, edit this out, 14. What? I know I was 15. Edit this out. Just kidding. <laughs> I was like, why do you keep saying it? You're five years to edit it out. Than me. It's 1997. So it came out in 1997. So I was eight when it came out. I was 14. Edit this out. <laughs> so the earliest I could have seen Natasha it was, was when five. I was eight. I don't think Six. I saw it in the movies. Like hey, I was six, okay? I was six whole years. That's so I could have literally been your babysitter. Yeah, you could have babysat her and me. My mom would never let any child babysit me. <laughs> I was 14. She would never let anyone babysit me. I was like about to get my worker's permit. I was probably a full-fledged... I, listen, I, this is my resume. I started at 10 as a mother's helper, okay? So by 14, I was already a, an experienced babysitter. And that resume a, to your mom, Natasha. <laughs> <laughs> I was an avid follower of the Babysitters Club and still use some of their principles even to this day. That's another episode. I, I like to hear which one. <laughs> Babysitter's little sister. Oh, you would. <laughs> <laughs> so it seems like the movie positions Romy and Michelle's friendship as better and more true than the A squad. Probably because mm -hmm. the A group what was their name the a a group i think a group the worst name for a group they seemed like they were evil to the core like just no good in them at all so <laughs> that bonds people you know they were really terrible people yeah they were really rallied around the the alpha wolf <laughs> that's the word i'm like what <laughs> So that you know, every pack has an like, alpha wolf. <laughs> like Christy was like, you know, the leader Christy of the Masterson group. or something. Yeah, Christy Masters, Christy yeah. Masters Christensen. Ah, that's what she. <laughs> um, yeah, they were. She was really. She was the leader. None of the other girls really had like personalities to speak of, um, except the one who broke off and became a fashion editor for Vogue or whatever. But it seemed like, yeah, their whole their whole friend group was about being mean to other people. That can only take you so far. Yeah. Although, you know, we talk about this all the time. Gossip bonds. That's how people... Weak bonds, though. Closer. Not strong bonds. And then the thing that bonded them at the end is that they were all pregnant. <laughs> True. And they were all shamed. Shamed? Oh, in the ultimate end, yeah. I loved their dresses in the end. And then, or like in the dream sequence end, where they all had like pastel dresses and then they had drinks that matched their dresses. The one had a dress that looked like it was like blue milk with like a little umbrella in it. And the other one had like one that looked like pink milk. Did anybody look at this? Is nobody else <laughs> alcoholic? I was definitely not paying attention <laughs> to the aesthetics as much as you were, I think. Oh. Man. Um, well, the other thing I noticed too in their dream sequence, they had like carrots and bananas hanging from the ceiling, which was a callback to their the magnet. 
Oh, whoa. I thought that was a lovely detail. There, yeah, it was like carrot, banana, cactus. It was like their little party scheme or whatever. Good detail noticing. Thanks. Did you notice anything about the friendships? <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. I thought we were doing a segment called Detail Noticing. <laughs> detail Noticing. I'll show you the details. I feel um, like I'm so interested in the other dynamics of like the other friends. Can we talk about Janine Garofalo and how fucking awesome she was from yeah. start to finish? Yeah. But like she didn't need any friends. Really? I mean, she always wanted that boy Sandy to like be her love, but <laughs> she was fine. And she also had that the cowboy friend who like <laughs> tortured her, but that was like a weird form of friendship where it was like the only way for them to connect. I mean, you know, I think I really relate to just like not knowing how to talk to people and not knowing really how to like form real connections. And so you just like throw a cigarette at them. And then that just becomes a form of companionship. Oh, I wish. (laughs) (laughs) If only I could just throw a cigarette at someone and they would be my friend. Well, they were more than friends. Yeah, they were. I like that there was just a random cowboy. Yeah, and he actually had a Southern accent. Yeah. The only person. He was that. Who was that cowboy? I think it was Justin Throw, but I didn't look it up. We may never know. <laughs> it's impossible to know. Remember when they got in the fight? That was so triggering. I'm was- the Mary. I think <laughs> the worst thing that can possibly happen, I'm going to say it, is when best friends fight. Yes. <laughs> I'm so glad you said it, Chelsea. <laughs> you feel it's like that's the worst thing. It just feels like... For me, like when I'm in it, it feels like my entire like footing is gone. Yeah. The foundation is like dropped out from under me. And I'm just like, I don't know. Like if I was in that fight that they were having, I would be like looking around and like the landscape would look different. I just like wouldn't know how to exist. Like it's like so rattling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And everyone, you know, was kind of asking like, oh, where's Romy? Like, where's Michelle? And they're like, oh, we're, we had a falling out two hours ago or whatever. <laughs> so sad. And then, yeah, they were kind of like seeing the other for like sort of what they were, I guess, or, or maybe like, so like nothing was really wrong with Michelle, but Romy was like kind of a bitch, right? <laughs> yeah. I guess like Michelle was maybe like not as engaged as she could have been or something, Mm -hmm. but like Romy really was kind of like selfish ultimately. I liked it when Michelle finally said, well, can you stop being such a baby? (laughs) And like finally stood up for herself and kind of called Romy out. And that was like definitely a turning point where it was like, okay, like what you're saying of like now she is engaged and... Yeah. She's not just letting Romy kind of walk all over her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And and the beauty of Michelle is how just oblivious and kind she is. And Romy, her thing is she she did like the whole movie or the whole trajectory of 
their time together, like in this moment is Romy thinking, oh God, we're so embarrassing. We Mm. need to change to fix this and to have other people like us. And Michelle was just like, okay, sure. But even, yeah, in school and when in those flashback scenes, Michelle thinks she's the shit. She's like, yeah, that guy likes me and I don't like him. (laughs) And Romy is really the one that's troubled and everyone, I mean, I guess with the bananas and the carrots, um, that was a moment where Michelle was targeted. Mm-hmm. And Romy like really stood up for her and was like, no, we're going to like laugh about this. Like, yeah, yeah. that was awesome. I, I think that. they both really did, you know, showed their friendship and like how committed to the, they were to each other in, in those ways kind of throughout the movie, like at the, at the prom when Romy asks Billy to dance and then like they wait for him forever. And then she's like so sad and Michelle's like, well, I'll dance with you. And obviously that's never the same that's the never way what you that want, <laughs> Romy no yeah Romy fell into Michelle's arms and felt so like comforted by her yeah like, that I loved that I just thought that was so true like it like the acting there was really lovely because it wasn't like just any kind of hug it was like a true just like safe embrace it was really mm-hmm. sweet also, they looked the best of anyone in that whole prom. Yes. They looked fucking amazing. They did. Their 30-year-old bodies really just <laughs> were showcased. They absolutely were. And I, yeah, I loved their whole like goth Madonna look. And then, wait, what did... <laughs> so Janine Groffler, what was her name? Heather? Heather Mooney. Yeah. She, she asked... Wait, who? I just wrote down the quote. <laughs> it's no fun unless you really love someone. Sandy said, <laughs> this is when, okay, but can I just like say the whole scene? So Michelle and Romy and Michelle, um, you know, Romy's like, I'm going to ask him to dance. Like, do you think he'll say yes? And Michelle's like, of course, like it's the last night, huh. like before graduation, like you know, no one's going to say no to anyone tonight. So she like goes and then Sandy goes, Michelle, would you like to dance? Like it's the last night of school and all. And she's like, no, she like says it so like flippantly and casually and just like, no, no. Can you imagine saying no to anyone like that? She has like no tact. Yeah. No. And then, (laughs) and then Heather goes, I'll dance with you, Sandy. (laughs) She goes, no, thanks. It's no fun unless you really love the person. <laughs> oh, it's just so good. This hierarchy of oh. love, of unrequited love. Yes. It's no fun unless you really love someone. It's yeah, not a hierarchy, but a chain. And one of the themes at the end is something about how you probably made someone's time in high school miserable. And you don't even know it. <laughs> Everyone made someone miserable. <laughs> right. But I like at the bottom of the food chain, you know? I yeah. guess the most miserable child maybe could make like a teacher miserable and then mm. you could just spiral out from that. Uh, or they can make each other. I mean, I feel like, um, can, sorry, can you guys hear that beeping sound? No. no. Oh, okay, great. Um, yeah, I feel Cut like. This out. 
feel like um, the like Heather Mooney and the cowboy guy kind of like made each other's lives miserable in some ways. Yeah. That when she discovered that she made someone's life miserable, was it the cowboy? Oh no, it was Toby. Yeah. She's yeah. like, that's tremendous. <laughs> Sorry, I have this whole movie memorized. No, I love it. It's perfect. <laughs> it's the one movie I've ever watched. So I really know it. Um, something that the movie also made me think about, which we've kind of danced around, danced, dance, um, is just how you define yourself as an individual outside of all your relationships. Because I feel like Michelle and Romy didn't know who the who they were without the other person, and I feel that way a lot about. Not one person, but a lot of people. I don't know. I that's good. That came up in therapy once. <laughs> Where it's like, you know, if I only spend, if I only like focus on the time I spend with other people and I never, you never spend it with yourself or you never let yourself be alone, then I'm just like, who even are you? Who, who are you if? other people you don't care about other people's opinions of you mm. I mean you shouldn't but it's hard to know who you are mm-hmm. do you know who you are now that there's a pandemic and you're forced to be alone most of the time um I think I'm more comfortable with myself but I don't know I think I'm I feel like I'm I've lost a bit of myself because I'm not able to be around other people well, yeah that's interesting I feel I feel drastically different when I have friends than when I don't have friends. <laughs> How do you feel like when you're alone, Sarah? Like when I'm alone, I feel like I'm just a void. I'm like a black hole. There's no no pop culture coming in, no pop culture going out. There's like just me in my deprivation tank listening to a podcast about nutrition. This is true, everyone. I've texted Sarah before and I'm like, what are you watching? She's like, nothing. I'm not consuming any pop culture right now. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing with your life? Like, that happens really, like nothing to do. That was like last week. She's like, I'm thinking about soil. <laughs> I'm thinking about how we all come from soil and I am soil. I'm thinking about how I will one day return to soil and we'll have soil earrings and a worm necklace. At least the soil will be able to recognize me with those I think, accessories. I feel like the only thing that I know about myself outside of other people is that I like to dance. Hmm. Aw. And when people like tell me I'm a good dancer or compliment my dancing, I'm like, okay, sure. Because I just exist within myself. You are a good dancer. We should pose a uh, post. Let's have a kiki. Yes, we will do yeah. that. It's basically yeah. our Romeo and Michelle. That's true. But we should also learn the dance. Yeah, we should learn the dance at the end of this movie and do it for Instagram. Yeah, let's keep. <laughs> We're going to sing the whole song. Nothing new. Uh, flashbacks, cold nights, warm nights. Sure. Second. Mm-hmm. And unwind. <laughs> you lost the good night. You will find me time after time. We got there. That's, we know the words. I would say. Yeah, we do. 
Yeah, I mean, I think when I'm around people, like, I think I really feed off of, like, other, like, other people's, like, interests and what they are bringing to the room, to the space that we're hanging out with. Like, I like to engage with, like, what other people are doing and what other people are interested in. I feel like I don't have that many interests without Sarah, what are you interested people. in go name three things friendship friendship One. and um worms two and um like mobility stretches <laughs> that's current that's what i'm currently interested Tasha, in what are you interested in name three things uh, One. tv two dancing three Food. Three things. Three things. Chelsea, three things. What name, am I interested in? Things yeah. That you're interested in tacos. One. Ooh, me too. Art. Two. Riding my bike. Three. Going swimming in the pool. Four. Wow, I feel like we have nothing in Going common. Five. Watching TV. Six. But are you guys like actually like interested in watching TV? Yes. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> I love, love it so much. Like, can't I wait to do it after this didn't have a tv did you guys have a tv in college i didn't have a tv in college and i don't think i watched like a single thing on tv in college i don't think i, I had a tv in college. i watched tv okay. on my laptop so okay college was also TV. 15 years ago for me <laughs> a lot so they didn't happened. have tv back then <laughs> exactly exactly did but, like, you i've developed new tv habits since college um <laughs> what there. What are some of the things in the movie, like some of the components of friendship, whether it's Romy and Michelle or any of the other friendships that you feel like you really like related to? Um, I loved when they just complimented each other out of nowhere um, and like told each other they looked good. That was really nice. I like doing that to people. Wow, that is like not on my radar at all. I just realized <laughs> they were like really complimentary, complimentary towards each other. What do you say? Wait, what's not on your radar, Sarah? That that like, happened, or that I no, liked? it's on my radar that it happened in the movie, but it's not on my radar that that like related in any way to my life. <laughs> oh, okay. I think we do that all the time. Oh. I like the fact that they both were in business together and that reminded me of us. <laughs> Have a Sarah, Natasha, and Chelsea day. Yeah. <laughs> On like real business or like when they were business women? <laughs> I definitely feel like we could be like, do you guys have any like some sort of podcaster special, you know, like a lunch special for podcasters? <laughs> They're like, what's your podcast? Do you have any... <laughs> sponsors do you have a patreon uh, and we're like we don't actually know what our podcast is about. <laughs> welcome to uh, the nash podcast a show where we, we discover what our podcast is about live well them living together reminded me of when i used to live with people because i live alone now and that's like always well not always but that was fun <laughs> when you live with people that are your best friends or very close, you get along so well, mm -hmm. and you just do everything with each other and you can't mm -hmm. 
conceive of like going out to eat without that other person or those other people or if you have plans to go out you like all have to go to the same place and if you have plans not to go out then you're all not going out and you're doing something at home can I tell you guys one of my favorite roommate memories sure (laughs) what if we said no yeah no (laughs) it has nothing to fucking do with us Sarah I wanted a confirmation and validation um we put on come on Eileen and we put on high heels and we just danced around our little tiny New York apartment (laughs) oh that's really five of us one two three four of us it was really cute I love that I love come on Eileen I can't remember like a single specific roommate memory I never had, I ever had. And I had like very specific roommates. I'm sure if I thought about it. I had like very general roommates. So, oh, I have a, I have a roommate memory, but it does not paint me very well at all. Okay. Tell us. We got to hear it. Uh, uh, in my, uh, penultimate semester of university I studied abroad in England and we had a flat in uni and it was like five of us and there was this one girl who was super annoying (laughs) and say her uh, full name and age just kidding (laughs) and we used to like prank her all the time and one time she came home from the grocery store and she like went to the bathroom or something and we went to her groceries and somehow, I know this sounds insane. We like somehow ate all of her cheese in like the time. Maybe she took a shower or something. And then when she came back, she was like, I know I had cheese. Where's my cheese? And we were like, I don't know. You must not have gotten any. We like ate all of it. Um, One time also super quickly. Yeah. We had a club that we would always go to and we'd like to... Um, instead of paying the fee to go get in, we would like to draw the stamp on our hands oh. so that we could walk in and act like we've been in there the whole night. Oh yeah. And we used to use her mascara or like not her mascara, her eye, uh, like eye pencil to like draw the thing on her hand. And she'd be like, where's my eye pencil? And be like, oh. I don't know. Oh my God. You guys, you guys can get your own eye pencil? No, we use Marianne's. Marianne. Me and Lorene. We're best friends still to this day. Me, Lorraine, and Joss. I, I, I'm a, I lived in a co-op, so I have several memories with several people all at once that are hard wow, to brag. decipher. <laughs> I'm so popular. Um, but I feel like something that would happen a lot in my sophomore year, we would all go to a party or something and we'd come back and like cook food all together drunkenly. Um, and I would make quesadillas and they were so good. Make them for us once. They were, we had huge tortillas, the kind that, I feel like they were bigger than the kind that they have at Taco Bell that are huge. And I'm I would, listening. And I would chop up bell pepper, like really tiny Yum. and put it in and it was so good. That sounds amazing. It was just cheese and bell pepper and a huge Yeah, that was that was it. It was very simple but very delicious. Hmm. With lots of tapatio. Sorry, I this movie is just making me think of a lot of things. Is that okay? Yeah. Did you guys how did you guys relate to 
like being popular in high school? Like what was your, what was your like social experience like in high school? Well, as you know, I went to two high schools. Don't make her choose. The first one, <laughs> don't make me choose. Although I hated the first one. I choose the second one any day. <laughs> don't, you don't um, have to choose Chelsea. You don't have but to. I like the second one a lot better. Uh, and the first one was like very intensely stratified so much so that someone wrote a book about it because it was like just so like the popular kids would never like look at or talk to the unpopular kids at all. And I from it got a little better in high school, but starting in middle school, I my friends were all the like special needs kids and their adult companions. And so I was like, yeah, you're a worldly cultured person. I was on the lowest end of the like ladder. Um, but then when I got to my second high school, it was a really, really big hockey high school. And it was in a college town and most of the parents were all professors. So the kids were all like really smart, which I think actually led to them being not pieces of shit. And so smart I remember people the people like, are not pieces of shit. You heard it here <laughs> first. Yeah. And like the literature, my literature teacher was the hockey coach. So all of the like jocks were in my English class and they were all like nice. So it was like a weird blend. I was like, I don't understand why the coach is also the English teacher. Like, why are those two things mis- mixing? Like sports and literature. And then why are the popular kids like talking to me? Like, it was a very weird thing. So what was your question? Just <laughs> like what your experience was like. But now I'm curious, like, how did you guys differentiate between like popular kids? Like, how did you know who was popular? Like, what are they actually had a lot to do with like wealth, like kids who had like nice clothes? Okay, so you just knew that they were popular because they like dressed in nice clothes and stuff and like walked with confidence and like looked pretty. Like, I was like really weird looking, like deformed looking. And so. That is not true. I've seen pictures of you as a child. (laughs) You haven't seen pictures of me in high school. Oh, do pictures exist? (laughs) I think they must. Yeah. Um, I just was not really uh, high school friendly. Um, For me, I want to say that there weren't really popular kids at my school. There were definitely cliques and groups of specific people. There were people that were, I think the people that were most well-liked were like the valedictorian type people. So very smart. Um, But they're also rich kids that lived in the Palisades. They were all kind of dumb, but that didn't seem to matter. I don't know. Because they were kind of in the easier classes. I went to Pali High. But it was a charter school. I wonder if that had something to do with it. Academics were really important. Um, But yeah, I want to say there wasn't a clear hierarchy, like the most popular boy or the most popular girl in school. There were just cliques. Is that bizarre? No, that's how how mine was. I I feel like... In my in my elementary school, my second elementary school, because I went to two elementary schools. Don't make her choose. <laughs> I choose the first one. Um, Don't choose. 
the first one was a Montessori school and the second one was a public school. And the in the public school, there was definitely a hierarchy of popular girls. And then the guys, I don't know if I would like define them as like popular, but it seemed like it was like something inherent in them that made them popular. Um, and then Confidence. there was one unpopular girl and then there's the rest of us. One? Yeah. <laughs> It was oh, really no. sad. God, that's me for sure. What is she doing? I got to call her. Is she okay? I don't know. I hope so. I hope she's like wildly. I mean, I hope she's an Instagram influencer, to be honest. Michelle Obama. Yeah. <laughs> and then in middle school, I don't even know what happened in middle, in middle school. I blacked out. And then in high school, yeah, there was clicks, like what you're saying. There was like the football players hung out together. I was like in the smart classes and there was like 90 of us. So we just hung out together. Were the I, like, smart classes also ever the football players? No. No. That was the weird thing that happened in my second high school. That was shocking. <laughs> that is shocking. The football players were smart. It was more like hockey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The the hockey players. players. Were, yeah. The hockey, was, hockey players. Yeah. We were a football school. We didn't know what that weird sport was, football, because we're from northern New York where we only played hockey. Shout out to Dustin Sullivan, who's an LA King, who was in my class, who has no oh. idea who I am. Um, hockey, shout out hockey to, King. Shout out to a guy on the football team at my school who's in on a professional team. I can't remember his name. Uh, there is no one that I know of who is on a professional sports team from my school. I think there was a kid who was on the baseball team who did like semi-professional <laughs> baseball, but I think that's as far as it got. Everyone just got rich at your school. There was a kid that, so you asked what, I think Sarah, part of your question was, how did you define popularity or like, what did you want to be in high school? Is that Yeah, kind of just like, how are you situated? Yeah, I remember for myself, I really wanted everyone to think I was nice and that I had a good personality. <laughs> well, what click is that? Well, I was in drama, so that was my click, uh, I guess. The B group. Oh. Yeah, that was the thing that with me too, is like I discovered theater and then I got like all these friends. Yeah. Were you guys both in theater in high school? Wow. Yes. I was not. No, I went to my whole thing. I acted and I did tech. So, wow. We played both Dang. sides. My How theater. do you think I rose to fame as the manager at the West Side Comedy Theater? The theater like program at my school is like very like intense. Like people were like very into theater. Like I feel like I couldn't have just gotten into theater at my high school. Um, but are you I saying did, that yeah, we're not in time? Why are you implying what that? What are you saying, Sarah? Why it. do you think that we couldn't, could we not be, do you want us to audition right now? Yeah. <laughs> we can do it. I'll Actually, do a monologue. I don't know if you guys really understand. Oh, my, Romeo, Romeo, where for our thou Romeo. Standard. Do you know what that means? That means why Romeo. Yeah, I know. I took English lit. Oh. In <laughs> IB English or whatever. IB. International, International Baccalaureate. Oh, thank you. Okay. Never knew what that was. But I, I went to every comedy sports um, show. <laughs> and I had a crush on this one guy in comedy sports. Pretty typical for me, I guess. You, 
was and then you went to college and <laughs> you had a crush on someone who did something and then you graduated college and you had a crush on someone who did something and then your boyfriend became someone who did something but yeah I wanted to be nice <laughs> that's and so funny wait can that's just let me soak in that for like a minute I just wanted everyone to think I was nice and that I had a good personality is that what you said <laughs> It's just so funny to hear that from yeah. the like the most Pisces girl you know. <laughs> I just wanted everyone to think I was nice, like as if someone was gonna think you were mean. Like that's the funniest part. Yeah, I know. Like you had to work really hard. Like, well, actually, I kind of like to think that the person that you are today is like someone who works really hard at being nice, and that like your your actual personality is just like. A total bitch like you well, are think... like christy masters in real life <laughs> that's funny no i think <laughs> i wanted to be nice i wanted to have the best personality and no one i didn't want anyone to dislike me not that i did anything to make anyone dislike me i was like pretty much just a a good girl that's what I was. Wait, does anybody remember ever getting any like superlatives, like most likely to? Well, that's what I was going to say. I really wanted to be voted best smile and best personality, but I didn't get either of those things. I was voted I, anything? least likely for anyone to ever know who I was at my high school. Are you serious? No. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but like basically... I, for something, I don't think it was like the senior yearbook or something, but for something I got best communicator. You are a really good communicator. I just wanted everyone to think I was pretty. What what was your thing that you wanted, Chelsea? To not kill myself. Really? I mean, I was like really, I probably wanted everyone to think I was thin because I was, I lost a few pounds my junior year of high school and I was starving myself. Okay. Anyway. Interesting. So we all had our little things that we wanted. Thanks. Well, have a Sarah and Chelsea and Natasha day. (laughs) So yeah, in conclusion, I feel like I really enjoyed watching this movie and thinking about it through the lens of friendship. Um, And I feel that ultimately they support each other and they stick up for each other. And that's really what it one of the things that a good friend does yeah I agree a minus to their friendship (laughs) is that a was that a worse grade than you were gonna give no I I think it's on par actually I wouldn't have given it a grade though (laughs) we're not in school (laughs) thanks everyone for listening to our podcast the podcast where we give ourselves the superlatives we always wanted you can follow us on instagram at the nosh podcast you can also email us if you want to get like a little bit more personal um the nosh podcast at gmail.com and i keep saying instagram only but we do have twitter at the nosh podcast um please write us a review on the itunes or the podcast app on your apple smartphone uh rate us five stars that would really mean a lot to us to just know that you're out there you know and that you're Um, our friend 
And you love us and you do anything for us. If you would write it as if you were writing in our yearbook, I would yes. I would like that. That would actually tickle me a lot. Hags. Yeah, I said tickle me. But thank you so much for listening, everybody. And I'll see you in the group chat. Have a Sarah, Chelsea, and Natasha day. You can always count on me. Say hello to the people who care. Nothing's better than friends. The Nosh Podcast. Cause you know that your friends are always there. Did we do a good job? <laughs>